Yo, this is official Shawmer International Film Festival spoiler alert. We are going to spoil the movie we're going to talk about and probably some other ones. So, uh, be warned. Oh, I'm really excited about this flick. Ladies and gentlemen, please notice that exits are conveniently located at the front and rear of this auditorium. Silence yourself, though, now. Be careful, please, of others. Please refrain from smoking and talking in the auditorium. And now, and now, and now, our feature presentation. Welcome to Showmart International Film Festival. We're here to talk about Matrix Resurrections. I'm not going to do a long preamble. It's a fucking movie, dude. Daniel Cowhite's here. Fucking Jiro Alberino's here. What's up, gentlemen? Fuck hey, it. Hey! Action. Happy New Year! That's right. This will be in the next come out in New Year. Yeah, way to go, old year! You sucked! Just like the rest of them. Just like all the other ones. Remember when our biggest problem was the year turning to 2000? Y2K? That was our biggest fear yeah, in the world? In, yeah, in 1999 when The Matrix came out. That was our big fear. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, maybe we won't make it to, maybe there's Y2K. Well, that was the thing. Mm. That, uh, that was a real thing. Uh, programmers actually had to go in and change all those numbers. Yeah. Make it four digits. And people were like, oh, it was a hoax. I think we talked about that. It was like, no, it wasn't. That's the thing that sucks about, uh, <laughs> like, everything. I mean, from COVID to wherever. It's like, everything is like... People taking steps to correct it <laughs> makes people, oh, no, it was a hoax. See, it's a hoax. it didn't happen. It's, it's like, not oh, dangerous. No, we worked very hard. <laughs> right, that's the thing. Like, people are like, the Omicron isn't as severe as it was. Yeah, because people are fucking vaccine now. Yeah. Because of science, fatso. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, anyway, there's a lot of science in the Matrix, Let's I guess. Let's get political. No, I was, just, I was just making fun of people who were stupid. No, yeah, no, no, and it's Dan, you are the best at doing that, by the well, way. Well, that's actually so, a perfect like, thing to please. do. Please. <laughs> Thank you. Making fun of people that are stupid is the perfect way to jump into The Matrix Resurrections, I think, because I feel like this movie is very much a rebuttal to fans of The Matrix in many ways. You um, think so? Or, or uh, okay. so just as a for instance, my dad was asking me about it. He goes, I had no idea what was going on. I couldn't remember anything from the first ones. He goes, but I was watching this YouTube video from this albino guy. I go, do not listen to anything you said. <laughs> I go, there's no way this guy. Also, what does him being albino have to do with this? Uh... <laughs> no, he, apparently he had all the answers. He said, no one knows who they really are in the Matrix. And I was like, yeah, they do. Yeah, they That's do. That's like really big <laughs> yeah. like part of it. <laughs> 1,000% proven. Actually, in, in fact, that's probably one of the few things that can be proven. Yeah. He started off with that. He's like, all right, guys, I'm going to blow your mind. I have, a, I have a new theory on the Matrix. Your giggle, your gonna... giggle just there just kind of sounded like you were glitching out in the Matrix. Did you hear that? You kind of went, well, you, are you, I, Yeah, it's like, I think that, it's like when um, one of the agents takes over yeah. the person that's Okay, now I am suspect of Jiro. I think he might be an agent. So I'm going to go with that through the whole podcast. Cool. You should treat me with hostility. I, I totally welcome it. And uh, I do want to say that, like, to with the Matrix Resurrections, <laughs> the agents were the worst part of the whole movie. I hope I'm not glitching out right now. Yeah, and to you, me, that was the one thing where I was like, I don't feel any danger. Like, I never felt in any stakes or any threatening from the agents. That was probably my big critique of the, the whole movie. I never, I thought they could have basically erased the agent, which is, you know, pivotal to the, the Matrix well, lore. Well, that's so. one of the things I think, was so there's been a, a lot of obviously a lot of discussion about this movie online like all <laughs> movies but i think this one is obviously uh just because of the the legacy of the matrix is going to get you know a lot of eyes on it yeah. um and a lot of a lot of words written about it whatever and uh a lot of it has been said about the action not being very good in this movie and um i think 
that Jero's point about the the agents not being uh sort of threatening enough uh-huh. or fearsome enough, I think is true. But I also think that like it's where it's hard to talk about this movie because I think th- that's intentional and also a flaw of the movie. Right. Which mm. is to say, like a lot of exactly. people saying like, oh, like oh, like like how fucking rad is it that Lana Wachowski like as a fuck you to Warner Brothers or whatever like made the action made a fucking anti-action action movie in many ways and I think this is that but it's like the problem with that is it's not necessarily compelling I think the point of this movie in many ways um, just to kind of jump ahead is that wait I didn't watch the movie you're not going to spoil anything right no 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 he's definitely an agent I think the point of this movie is that all the shit that everyone else cares about in the Matrix is never been what they cared about the Wachowski. Yes. Um. So, like, th- this that's why we don't have Neo pick up a gun a single time in the movie. Um. That's why the action isn't like um necessarily um eye catching or groundbreaking in any way. It's it's literally just like this is just to to Lana Wachowski, the action and the leather and the glasses and the motorcycles and the guns. All that shit is window dressing for the story she wants to tell which is the love story between Neo and Trinity and I think so like it's literally like I'm just gonna put this shit in here because it has to be in here but right. I don't give a fuck about this, this well shit. what do you guys want though like in the end do you want a story about the Matrix it's the same thing we said about uh, Star Wars do you want a story about Jedi's or do you want a story about Skywalkers do you want a story about the Matrix or do you want a story about Neo and Trinity it's <laughs> like I literally can never watch it. I don't ever need to see Neo or Trinity ever again. And I can watch a thousand hours of Matrix footage of people literally just walking around the Matrix. And it's just actually real life footage. It's just like like surveillance footage. But you told me it's the Matrix. I'll watch that for a thousand hours because that's fascinating to me. That sounds crazy. I don't want to do that. I, just, like, I think when you start thinking about like the level of simulation and the reality and all of the, the logic of it all, it, it really is like uh, going to the Grand Canyon. It's like, wow, it's 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 almost it's a feat in itself just to exist, uh, let alone to go into the details of it. But what they try to do is make it midway through the movie. I was like, wow, they're really hinging this all on Neo and Trinity and to Lana Wachowski's credit. She was true to that all the way to the end. I thought it was going to be like kind of like a red herring, and then it was going to be the bait and switch. In the end, that was truly her passion, and that love conquers all. <laughs> By the way, I give this movie two and a half pepperonis. So out of how many? Out of three, obviously. Woo. Okay. Because you know, three pieces of pepperoni on a slice. That's the that's minimum. A good. That's the that's minimum. The minimum pepperoni? Yo, if I if I go into a fucking pizza place, if I'm getting a slice, if I see, if I get a pepperoni slice and I see two slices of pepperoni, I'm I'm very angry. <laughs> if I see three, I'm, I'm like, okay, that's a that's enough. That's enough. You know what I mean? That's like that's a start. I need you to fill up the whole slice. I need. How much I need, is too much pepperoni? Like, is it a wall of pepperoni too much? Like, if it, you can't see the cheese. Okay, so here's that. the thing. If if it's like the pepperoni is cooked right and it's like it, yeah, you know I mean, if I don't want any overlap, that's the thing. <laughs> But I want a nice like blanket. You're anti overlap. No, because then the piece that's underneath the top piece is not going to be as crispy around the edges as you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you get a weak one. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I don't want it to be like. Um, you ever get when they make the grandma the whole grandma pies with the big pepperonis yeah, yeah, on yeah. there? Those are fucking good as hell. Yeah, but like you got to have a nap after, which is important <laughs> for carbs. Got to make sure you fall asleep right away. 
Right. <laughs> so let's get back. Um, do you fucking hate love? I hate love. I, I, long story short, is I, I, I'm, I just think I, I'm sad that that was the direction they chose to go in. But in the end, she committed to it, and I respect it. And I think it's, you know, it's a solid. It's in the end, it's the second best Matrix movie, and that says a lot. You know, that's Does a pretty it? good thing. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't hard for this to be the second best one, in my opinion. <laughs> Uh, I'd go third best. What's your favorite? I think Ooh. Reloading is better than this. Really? <laughs> yeah. I think wow. there's way more to like in Reloaded than this. Hey, can you put some cartoon sounds into this? Like right here when I he mean, says I thought, that? I thought that was great, whatever you just, that noise you made. <laughs> yeah, I think you just made uh, Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'll, get into, I'll get into why I think Reloaded is better in a second. But what I wanted to address is, to your point, is I think the reason she did that is the whole point of this movie is that they were going to make a Matrix Four without her. She's like, if if they're going to make a Matrix Four, I'm going to make it. I'm just going to do the one, the one that I want, what I want to do. Which is like, she she obviously doesn't want to do more. Like she wasn't, mm. she was. I don't think she was invested in doing like just jumping. Like the Matrix for her, and I believe her sister too. I don't know. Um, I, I haven't been privy to their conversations obviously, but like I feel like the Matrix for for them was okay. This world is cool, but what we care about is these two characters, Neo and Trinity. So they, I feel like she thought, I feel like um the world was going to get bastardized by them doing a Matrix, which is the whole, whole, I mean, it's the subtext of the movie, like the whole, like, we're going to make a new Matrix 4 video game. Like, it's like, I think it was going to happen with with or without her. And she's like, well, if we're going to do it, I'm just going to do another fucking Neo and Trinity story. That's what I give a fuck about. I don't want to see you guys just, like, try to do some shit that I don't, I won't sign off on. Whether or not this is a totally successful movie is, you know, up to the v- viewer but i think in lana wachowski's mind she's like i did what i wanted to do with this which is not allow you to fucking take over my shit and if it tanks i win because you're not gonna wanna, you're not you're not gonna want to make a matrix five and right. if it does successful you're gonna want to get come back to me again you know what i'm saying well the thing no, yeah, so the thing that so the thing that i read and it was an interview with uh lana wachowski she wanted to make this she didn't so there was it was two things in the article they said if she didn't make it, they were going to make another one. It didn't matter. But she said the reason why she made this was both of her parents had died uh, in quick succession. So she she wanted to make this kind of uh, in memory of her mother and father. That's what uh, Trinity and Neo were supposed to represent. represent. And then the other sister was like uh. felt oppositely. Where she she was like, I don't want to. She's like, yeah, don't talk these. about mom and dad. Fucking, yeah. So it know. was like I didn't want to do this. Whereas that's kind of Lana's point was that made her feel good going back to these characters and being like almost resurrecting her parents and seeing them live again and whatever it is and making them both superheroes. But they were saying that they they admitted, yeah, they were going to make a number four whether they wanted to or not. So she was like, yeah, OK, then I'll do it. But that was her well, yeah, impetus it, or the reason behind doing well, it. Yeah, for years, they were saying they like they'd been asked multiple. They uh, they've talked about like. Warren Brothers basically came to them like almost every year. Like, Are you, you want to make a magic, you, you make Are another you ma- and you're like, no. And I think at some point they were just like, we're just going to do it. And the both of the Wachowskis had, uh, if you, I think it was like 2014 or somewhere around there. They both said no, like we're not going to do this. And then a couple year, um, and I think I think even up to 2017, I remember they were, they were announcing like they were going to do a, one with Michael B. Jordan as Morphe as a young Morpheus or whatever. And I think. Um, at that point, they both said, like, we have nothing to do with that. We don't want to do that. Can I pause that. real quick? Would you have rather seen a movie, like, you, not Lana Wachowski, would you have rather watched the prequel of Morpheus? Like, the real Morpheus. Would you have wanted to watch that story? No. Really? 
I don't, I don't, here's the thing. I don't care about, like, I don't, I love the world of the Matrix. I'm more interested in the philosophy of the Matrix and the, the construction of it. Like, the stuff with, all the stuff with the architect and the reloaded, which is why I like, I think, why I think reloaded is a good movie, is all that shit about the construction of the Matrix and the creation of the Oracle, the creation of the architect, the creation of the agents. That shit is fascinating to me. So, what I'm saying is, like, I think the issue with a lot of, it's, it's, it's the same thing as, like, oh, we're doing the book of Boba Fett. I don't give a fuck about Boba Fett. I don't give a fuck about, like, um, I don't give a fuck about like if you did a uh, uh, like they're doing an Obi Wan Kenobi series. like I don't want to see Obi- I, I saw I saw about the in- interesting point of his life like Morpheus right. before Neo didn't matter at all he was just a guy who was like a fucking zealot who was like I'm gonna find Neo but it's is- like it's like fr- it's free money you, like but you know don't what you mean? think you could test the philosophy though there like don't you think the things that you love like there's a, actually a fertile crescent of being able to test the philosophy because that you can go more to the philosophy, like the, the belief side of things less with the Neo thing. It's the note it's knowledge versus, you know uh, it's like knowledge versus uh, faith, but you know, the knowledge is correct. You know, he's the one, there's no opinion of that. But you even he admits explore- in the movie that he never thought he was the one. He's, but like, cause that yeah, guy's like, I've s- never talked to the le- a legend before. And he but says, neither did Luke Skywalker, and neither goes, did Frodo, and neither did you know. It's just like that's just the way the. It well, goes. I don't like think, that but that's the thing. I don't think Luke Skywalker Dude, actually brought balance to the Force. I don't think he ever thought he bought into the prophecy either. I think that that's something they try to like force feed us on the back end. I don't think he brought balance I mean, to the Force. I think the issue is like you like it is, <laughs> this is going to come back to this conversation. It's always going to come back to it with us. It's like you like the Phantom Menace, right? Me? Yes. No, Gerald. Oh, okay. and it's like. I don't like the Phantom Menace because I don't give a fuck about Darth Vader before he was Darth Vader. That's not interesting to me. Like, like that's unless, not what I like about Phantom Menace. No, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, like I'm not saying that's what the, the old thing, Republic I'm not saying that's the, the, the I'm not saying that's what the thing that you like about it. But that's the impetus okay. for making that movie. Is like you, you, you guys like these characters. What yes. about 20 years prior and like, how we got to this point? But it's like if if that was the important part. Of, if that was the important part of the story, that's the story you would have told initially. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't give a fuck about Frodo before he fucking got in contact with the ring. Like, I mean, like before he was put on the uh, the journey to um to bring the ring. He, he was just a fucking but, hobbit. He was just some kid. But you care so about you don't Bilbo. care about the Hobbit though. That's what you're saying. Like, that's the argument you're making. Is that no? The but Hobbit the Hobbit is not about Frodo. For no, it's about Bilbo. The Hobbit is about the Hobbit is about Bilbo, which again is when he's interacting with the ring. It, if, if, Which but, is the prequel, though, to the Lord of the Rings, right? Like, what you know I'm saying, what I'm saying is, like it's like the more yes, but it's specifically about the thing that's the center of the story. The MacGuffin of the story is the ring, right? So when you you did, did we follow Bill? Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Can I finish? Did we fit? Did we follow d- during the the actual Lord of the Rings movies, like um, uh, Fellowship, Return of the King, and Two Towers? Do we follow Bilbo? No. No, because that's not the interesting part of his life. The interesting part of his life was during The Hobbit. The interesting part of Frodo's life is during the, the, the right. series. If you followed well Frodo made. prior to... If you followed Frodo during The Hobbit, he'd be a two-year-old kid, and it wouldn't be fucking interesting, because who give a fuck what this kid's doing? Frodo in high school. That's a really good point. Well well said, man. Well said. I, I, I see exactly what you're Frodo, trying to say. Frodo gets bitten by a radioactive spider. I think the interesting part of... Enter <laughs> the Spider-Verse. Spider-Frodo. Yeah, I think the interesting part of um, Morpheus' life is we're getting all that belief versus knowledge, because... For much of the movie, everyone's like, like even Cipher's like, I, I don't believe none of this shit. People on the ship are like, I, I, we're kind of just following. Uh, we believe Morpheus, but in Morpheus's belief is shaken within the original Matrix until the point where even when even when when Neo dies, he's like, this can't be. Like he's like he was the one, and 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 that's why the people's criticism of the uh, like. Oh, like, what is this all this stuff about love now? It's like that was in the text of the original. She brings Neo back to life right. with love. Right. No love. Not, I'm not saying that to you, by the way. I'm just saying like people <laughs> online. No, I'm not saying that that's not what the story is about. No, I'm, I'm not, not saying. I'm not saying that. you. I'm saying I'm people disappointed online. Disappointed that that is the direction that when they had the fourth swing at it, 
they were like, no, we're really going to swing that way. But both Dan's context and your context of like, yo, Lana was in, in the, in the end, I respect a director who's in control. And bottom line is that was, this project was completely in their control as, or as much as it could have been given the position HBO put her in. So it's like, I got to respect it. I can't, I can't hate on it. It's just, I wouldn't have went that direction. I highly enjoyed this movie. Uh, Basically I had no, I had no idea what to expect. Um, and I just kind of went in and let them take me on this journey. And it did it did what I – like, I had no expectations. So it was like it was cool the way they showed uh, our, uh, the analyst, uh, Doogie Hauser, Neil Patrick Harris, talking about rebuilding. You know how much it costs to rebuild you guys? It costs more than whatever the fuck he used as a comparison. He's like, it costs so much money. So, like, hearing that money – like, money has – meaning to the fucking computers you know what i mean because like resources you know what i mean like it's not because everything seems infinite for the computers right Mm -hmm. like whenever you Mm -hmm. see them like building humans or like getting power from them but they talked about and that was another thing i liked like kind of taking an element from monsters inc right when they were saying that we got more power from you guys uh by giving you the uh, like keeping you closer together but not actually letting you be together Mm -hmm. so there was uh so i think to your point, it definitely added to the philosophy uh, philosophy aspect that you enjoy. That's what I liked. I even liked the fucking guy that was like uh, the fact programmer guy that was supposed to be uh, Neo's homeboy. That was just like, "Hey man, you want to go get some coffee?" Yeah, like yeah. I liked it. Like I liked all the new characters. I hated Chad, but you're supposed to hate Chad. He's fucking what? what? He's fucking Tiffany. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're not you're not supposed to like him. Uh, <laughs> I don't. No, I'm, no, I'm, I'm with you. Like, um, I, I actually didn't like all the new characters. I, I mean, like. I, I mean, I liked Jessica Henwick, who plays Bugs. I think she was yes. great. Um, I loved, uh, what's it, Andira Ibarra. Holy macaroni. Who's, who's, Is that the girl with the blue glasses? No, that was Lexi. She was in Sense8. Uh, she was friends with Bugs. She um, was, yeah, she was awesome. Was she? She was really hot. I was about to say, she was attractive. <laughs> I didn't, like, here's the thing. One of my issues, another, one of my other issues, so here's my two main issues with this movie. Like, um... I have no issue with the, like the it being this the Neo Trinity love story. I have no issues with it being like the action wasn't particularly like p- particularly memorable because how could it be? Like it would be they would have to set things so far forward to be cuz like not just memorable action in the context of movies period, but memorable action within the Matrix series is very difficult to do 20 years later because right. they set the bar so fucking high. But my issue one of my one of my issues is and it's not my biggest issue, but one of my issues is I thought the supporting cast um was not as strong as in the original like like was there a moment when um I can't remember the actress's name, but who plays Switch where she's like puts on like a an Oscar worthy performance? No. But the Everyone in that average, like from oh the blonde woman that yes gets, Joey yeah. Pants fucking the guy who plays Tank the guy who plays Dozer I feel like they were so I will give you that I because they I was stood out it. and then you have the fucking the Morpheus perform like Morpheus is the fucking secret ingredient of uh Lawrence Fishburne's performance as Morpheus is the secret ingredient of the original Matrix like his the gravitas and the stoicism and like but also like the passion that he brings to that performance. Like in another actor's hands, it's not as strong. I don't think there's a single character in this movie that's like operating on the level that Lawrence Fishburne is operating in 1999 in the original. Like he's, he's fucking out of this world. He's so good. Every, like the fucking line, every line he delivers when they're they're fighting in the dojo is so fucking like it seared into my brain. Like you think that's airy? Like it's so good. And I don't, I don't, I don't get any of that. Like, Jessica Henwick is incredible in this movie. I think she's very good, but like her role isn't even like as 
like Morpheus is the fulcrum of that story in a lot of ways. Uh-huh. Like Jessica Hamilton is our mm-hmm. entry point mm-hmm. in this story, but the fulcrum is fucking um, Neo and Trinity. I love the way they explain though how they got like Morpheus's spirit. Uh, or whatever you want to call it, his programming out by creating that model or modal, whatever the fuck they called it. Yeah. And so through that, they brought that. I don't. I, I mean, uh, I thought they explained it well, but now I'm having a hard time explaining it. Where he showed well, up pro- as what's that? No. See, the problem with that though is is that it's too powerful, and technically they're saying that they have a bunch of programs that are just like Morpheus that believe they are that are against the principles of the Matrix and want to help the human beings. And the problem is only Morpheus. You've seen throughout uh, in IO that multiple programs are able to get into that that physical form, and yet they only take one with Morpheus when they go and do this really important thing. Like it's just one of those things where it's like, hey, you could have a million person revolution right now, and you're not. Do- it's just it's one of those things where it's like they set up these logic, these cool things, but in the end, if you really thought about it, it's like, well, you're not but taking they, full but advantage. But they explained of how hard it was to find him. Like it was super. Like he was running that modal for so long. And then they finally found him. Like, it was almost like the first time that they were looking for uh, Thomas Anderson in the first ones. Because, like, they don't even Oh, really no, have... I was talking about the, the beads, like, the, the way they physically make him into reality. Like, how they can make a program No, but you guys are saying to... the same thing. What, what, what you are saying, I understand, Gerald, is that, like, if they have that technology, why don't they, why don't they just do that with everyone? What yes. Cowhide is saying is, in order to get someone into that program, they have to... Uh, Locate them within like the matrix. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to find them because it's as much as they may exist and may want to do so. They don't even know it. It's like a, it's a subconscious thought, and then he had to constantly run that program from whatever game that. Well, he... That's what kind of doesn't work about it is that it's not Morpheus. You know what I mean? It's a okay. program it's of the Morpheus. essence of Morpheus. Yeah, it's the way I took it because I watched it twice. I'm not sure if you guys did because I kind of wanted to nail. Uh, I was trying to watch it. I got off work kind of late. I tried to watch it again. I watched about a third of it on a, before I could. And I, I love the way they did like, and you know, there's so much to it um, with the idea of gender uh, gender fluidity, mm-hmm. like that scene. And I know it's two women doing it, but it's uh, Tiffany and Bugs when they do that switch with the uh, the head hoses or whatever it is. Yeah, I thought that was a cool thing to kind of I, play I with. Explore that enough though, because it's like they say like oh. Bugs is the only one who could, who's capable of. And it's like, but why? And then what actually happened? Like, can you tell me actually what happened in that scene? Um, well, I thought it, it was uh, they had to switch because if they, if they killed, they, they couldn't. It freed. It ultimately freed Trinity. But how? And allowed her to be. It was. It took her out of. Because it, I felt like if that's gonna happen, then Bugs has to die. I, I, I felt like what I, what I thought was gonna happen is Bugs is sacrificing herself as she will be now like, well, that, Trinity's right. corporeal exactly form. When she happen. didn't die, I was like, "What the fuck?" I thought she was dead. It kind of it feels like a cop out. Not a cop out. I don't want to say a cop out, but I, I feel it feels like it's not following thing on the following through on the idea because like she's the only person who can do it. It has to be switched because you didn't have to do that with Neo. So why do you have to do it with? Um, Trinity, and then if you do have to do it with Trinity, what is actually happening to a to um, cause this to be the case? And then what is the consequences of Henwick um, uh, Bugs uh, being the, the 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 vessel for Trinity's essence or whatever? I did think I did think she was sacrificing herself. So that that was a, that's a letdown, uh, not in hindsight, but now that I think about it. But I did like them exploring because that was a conversation that we had. Well, when it was you, me, and Dan Rice, and we were talking about if someone has sex in the Matrix and someone's pregnant and a baby comes out, are they the product of <laughs> I, those I enjoyed two that people? conversation. Like, so that <laughs> kind of proves. Yeah. I mean, they've rebuilt 
uh, from, you know, organic matter, Neo and Trinity, but from old parts and memories and old meat? Like, I don't, I... It's it's very muddled. But and again, th- this is why, that's all the, all the stuff that kind of doesn't work for me is evidence, well, I, I, other than like the, 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 the... The cast that I felt like was wasn't as like vivid. Um, the stuff that like story stuff that doesn't work for me is all stuff where I, I feel like this is this is kind of just doesn't work because I didn't want to make this movie in the first place. Like like obviously like we said, Lana Jolsky wanted to make this movie, right? But I'm sure she didn't want to like she didn't want to make this movie under these circumstances. You know what I mean? Like I'm sure. I'm sure she would have had Morpheus in this movie if this was 15 years ago. No, uh, so there was a thing where they were saying, and we talked about it on the last one, Morpheus was dead based upon that canon video game no, Matrix yeah, yeah. No, Online. What I'm saying is, like, I feel like the things that are missing in this movie, you're missing a Morpheus, you're missing, like, um, certain, you're missing the Oracle, right? Like, obviously she died at, between the second and third movies. But I'm saying is, like, there are elements that would have been present in this movie and, uh, like, um, like Hugo Weaving, right? I think they might have gotten him back 15 years ago versus now where he's probably like, I don't know, man. I'm not... I'm not well, no, he said there was a scheduling issue and that's why they went with um, uh, Jonathan Groff. I thought, I, thought he, I thought he was good. I thought he was awesome. What I'm saying is, I, yeah, think, yeah. I think a lot of things that would have worked in this movie and could have been explained in the story would have been able to be explained if they made this movie 15 years ago, but they didn't want to make it then. So now they're left with these elements and they're like, well, fuck it. Like, this is what we have. You know what I'm saying? What was 15 years ago? 2005? Uh, 2006. All right. Well, I was I wasn't, I wasn't trying to, I I wasn't trying to correct you. I'm just saying like, yeah. to me. <laughs> One off. Um, no, I don't think it would have been, I don't think people would have been, the the response that the the, the two sequels got was fairly negative, would you say? No, absolutely. I'm, I'm not saying they should have done this. I'm saying, like, the things that we, we were going to complain about, like, I feel like would have been, wouldn't have been present in the story tw- 15 years ago because all those elements would have been, like, you don't ha- like you don't have to worry about, like, when is this taking place? Because obviously Neo and, like, Kiri Ann Moss and Keanu Reeves are 15 years, 20 years older, so right. now they can't, they're not going to be able to do the same shit. You have to explain that away, sort of, like, well, actually, Neo's probably 200 now, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, that stuff wouldn't have to be explained because Keanu Reeves would have been only five years older than he was when they shot the original movie. Right. You know what I'm saying? No, I... Do you think 15 years ago, Lana Wachowski would have thought that Tiffany rhymed with Trinity? That was the thing that bothered me the most. Like, they kept, like, doing that, like, as if it was some sort of wordplay. She was like, funny, my name's Trif- Tiffany, right? It's like, there's that's not funny at all. Like, there's nothing I don't think it's supposed to be rhyming. That. I think it's supposed to be like, this is so close that it's like, how are you pretending like that's so not... So why would they name him Neo? Why would they give the guy, why would they give him his identity? It doesn't make any Like, that's just the type of thing where it's like, hey, I'm going to give you about? a slightly... So why would they name her Tiffany, but not name him, like, Neo-y? You know what I'm saying? Or, like... No, name her, him name name within, her name within the Matrix is Tiffany. Yeah. Neo's name within within the Matrix is Thomas Anderson. Yeah. Her name within the Matrix game is Trinity, and his name within the Matrix game is Neo. Oh, I actually forgot that. So big asshole mo- move on my part. So that that was always her name from the first movie too. No, no, I think I think it's um the idea that it- when she w- w- let me ask you a question Be- from the first movie before Tr- became conscious that of the Matrix existing was her initial persona Tiffany. Do we? I think that's supposed to be understood by that. I don't think that's. We, I don't think we ever movie, got that reveal. That, was that being implied by the fourth movie? Because as I'm saying, I don't feel like I ever knew that. And if that is the case, then I'm an asshole, and that's that makes total sense. But like this whole idea that like 
oh, there's a name that's close to tra-. that. That was the thing that bothered me where it's like, OK, your name is Thomas Anderson. Oh, your name is Neil on the outside. That makes sense. Those are two totally se- separate names. There's no wordplay going on here with with uh, with Trinity. It seemed like they were just like, isn't it crazy how I'm the love of your life and I'm seven feet away from you and my name's Tiffany, but it's not Trinity. It's like, yeah, that's your it's so crazy how this is happening right now. I just wasn't I wasn't buying into it. I wasn't buying into the love of a lifetime. And that's the, that's the other thing, too, is like bottom line is. If Lana, she got her last laugh, great for her. But as a movie, do you buy that Neo and Trinity is the love of the, not just the love of the century. It's like the love of humankind. Like you think that is the all-encompassing love that will save the world and like defy all logic? I think that's the, like, I don't I feel th- that. I think that's the the crux of the original series. I think that's like the whole point of why neo becomes fully becomes i'm the not one. saying in the in is the motivation there i'm saying you as well, they're an audience more, they're do more you than buy just that? human though so the the i think that's one of the things that they're saying that he's almost christ-like uh in his uh you know humanity he's above being human same thing with morpheus same thing with trinity like that was a thing with like all the other like uh in the first three all the dudes that get smoked like from the nebuchadnezzar in that first time when joey pants sets him up with the deja vu, like they weren't as skilled in surviving in the matrix after they've been disconnected. They were good, but they weren't to that level. Like they were mm-hmm. special above, beyond special. So it wasn't just two humans in love. Not like, but I think, I mean, I think that's what you're trying to say is that you're just, these are just two people in love and that saved them. But I feel like this was like the ultimate love. It was, you know, yin and yang meeting. Like, you know, it's, it's supposed to be more, uh, spiritual, physical, philosophical, kind of like what Sean is saying. This is the biggest possible love. This isn't just two humans getting together and falling in love. There's, it's, it's the ultimate love. Is kind of what they're saying. Well, Sean, crouching tiger, hidden dragon. It's that's a love story. Green that's Death. a love story. That was about no, absolutely. Death. What I'm saying is, that, no, that, what I'm saying is, that's the love of a lifetime. That's the that is the type of acting what's the that between two human what's beings the you can. What's the difference between those acting, two? Acting, acting talent, acting level. I'm saying that, that, that doesn't change I, their level of, of you, uh, being so in their yes, movies. When you go down and you're like the hall of your grandparents would have said, "Gone with the wind." I don't. I forget the name of the characters. That that's the love of a lifetime. Every generation has their you know. Yeah, famous but you're like love. comparing like apples and cranberries. You're saying that the love can't be as good because the acting is poor? I'm saying that I do not believe the love that I am being sold. And as an audience member, I have to buy what you're selling me. And if you're going to sell me four movies in a row that this is the greatest love of all time, there is, like, moderate sexual chemistry and, like, very little, like, like emotional chemistry. Like, they just are like, I believe in you. You believe in me. It's great. It's, like, it's not really a an all-time love where I would not try to butcher the characters of Crouching Tiger, Hidden this Dragon. Love- you don't think that this love would inspire Whitney Houston to write a song? I don't think that uh, Neo can handle the Green Tiger Destiny Sword. That's what I'm saying. I don't yes. think he's got the chops. I don't think that it was all about love. I disagree with you. Uh, so that's why, and I don't think they're trying to say that this is the greatest love of all, of all but them being the biggest uh, parts of the Matrix and them falling in love is what uh, ultimately... It was, it was a big deal. I I didn't not buy it. I think no. I think I think he's right that they are tr- like it's supposed to be like a um a transcendent love. Oh, like I mean it's 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 literally written into the movie. Like it's like like 
um, from what the Oracle says to Trinity, from what the Oracle says to Neo, from what the Architect says to Neo about like, and it's, so again, what is one of the reasons I think Reloaded is a great movie. He says that basically Neo is arriving at the point that every every one has arrived at before, but he's one he's arrived sooner, and he makes the choice. He makes a choice that every um, the choice that they 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 place the one in at at the point where he gets to the source is you have to choose between. Uh, saving humanity or saving the person you you love, and they believe that Neo's going to choose to save the humanity. But Neo chooses both by he said, "I'm going to save. I love Trinity so much that I, but I also believe my my self belief is so strong. I'm going to believe that I can save Trinity and humanity right. all in one." And he, and he's like, "That's never happened before because the the one's love for humanity is supposed to be funneled into like a, a in a macro sense." Neo's love is for Trinity, like his love for humanity is through Trinity. I was gonna say I never thought. I mean, I I'm sure he loved humanity, but I never thought that he was like I love you know like like I that was never expressed to me. He he gave a fuck about Trinity. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's my point. Like, but th- like to me, I, all the actions that he has, I believed that they were in love. Like I, the idea, like so anti chemistry, like the shit that he's fucking, the fact that he flies so goddamn fast. That he's causing a funnel of cars in downtown Matrixville, like that's not enough for you to prove that he loves Trinity. Well, I, <laughs> I where I see Gerald's issue is I don't think it's an issue of chemistry. I think it's an issue of writing, which is the sense that like that most of the story isn't about them two falling in love. Right. And this, this is a, so, and th- this is sort of a flaw of the Matrix, and I love. I think it's a perfect movie, but I think if you're gonna say like this movie, this series is ultimately about the like love conquering all and like the love of Neo and Trinity being transcendent is the first movie is very much you get to a point where trinity just decides that she's in love with neo now there are scenes where like she's looking at him and she kind of gives him like a like a you think she just decides what i'm saying is it's like the comparison between crouching tiger hidden dragon you watch those characters actively fall in love they go from like being like sort of um like uh antagonistic and like their love grows throughout the course of the movie that's what the movie is about this movie is the the Matrix is about um, a guy realizing that the world is is is, a, is they a, have pre existing history though in Crouching Tiger isn't there a thing where he can't date yeah. her for some reason there's two there's two love interests there's the love interest with Chow Yun Fat and there's the love interest with the young princess who becomes the the Jade Dragon I forget right, what right, her right. name is but I'm talking so about Chow Yun Fat I want to make the differentiation the differentiation is Sean I I do appreciate you backing me up the young love is a love of all time. And I think that is the second important love in Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon. I think the Chow Yun Fat one is the one that's more sincere, and it's because that's her. It's his brother's former wife, that's and what then it is. they and they he dies. He takes care of her, and out of respect, he doesn't end up being with her. I, there's that is some sort of social reason why they can't be together, and it's that love where he's dying in her arms because he gets shot with the poison. Dra- like it's like the you're melting. It's like wow, these human beings loved each other more than anything in this world. It's, I don't, I don't want to try to put, I'm not going to try to put words to an, a masterpiece of, like, there's a reason why there's a film dedicated to explaining it. Um, but I'm just saying I buy that. The second best love interest in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is a hundred times better than Neo and Trinity. And okay. I, I don't know. That's, that's, that's See, where I I'm at you. currently. I'm saying is with the, the, my, 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 what I'm saying is I think the issue is in the Matrix that they don't explore their love enough. There's a point in the movie where it's just like, we're told that um, Trinity loves Neo and Trinity is going to fall in love with the one and you buy it 
because their chemistry is strong enough. But like, there isn't any scenes of them falling in love. They're, like, right. So no. no so, so that's the thing. So so I buy it. Like, no, I, saying, I, I, I buy. I it. buy it too. I buy it. But what I'm saying is, if for someone who doesn't buy it, I can see why you're saying like, well, like, where is all this love? Like, it's just like right. they they're in love and they say they're in love, and we can see that they like they get along together. But like, there isn't like the, the movie is not really a love story. You know what I mean? Like, The Matrix is not a love story. Like, I just like the idea of like Trinity, you know, in the first couple or whatever. Like uh, Neo brings her something like like homemade candles, like that he made. He's like, look what I <laughs> Trinity, I made you these scented candles. I don't know where I got the ingredients because there's really not, <laughs> nothing out there, but. Uh, uh, I got it from fucking. Oh, I guess we get like human fat. You yeah. Know, fucking, what do you like this? I fucking, I fucking melted down tank and dozer. And <laughs> don't they Here, smell a mixtape. It's just like I get ball of mixtape. Don't these, don't these, doesn't these candles smell like your old friends? Um, no. So I, I can see, I can see your issue. I, I, I just, I, I don't, I don't really quibble with it. I just think, um, the. Yeah, I just I just think it's it's they don't I don't think they go far enough in terms of like make I, it, I, yeah I agree it's, this is not the transcendent love of, like no one no one has ever said Neo and Trinity is the is one of the great love stories of all time I ne- so like the thing Thank you. like the thing that like uh so it's, like I said I just kind of go uh, I went on the journey and I was there for it and I enjoyed it uh for what it was right I loved like I said Neil Patrick uh, Patrick Harris as the analyst I thought he was great. I love the conversations he was having. I love uh, Smith, the uh, uh, Groff, Groff. Co- uh, coming in as Smith, and like him saving the day at the fucking coffee shop. I thought that was a dope fight. Uh, I liked that. I liked uh, Doogie getting his comeuppance uh, when they both find out that they're the one, and they fly into his fucking blown up apartment, and they cut his head off a couple of times. <laughs> I just, I, I li- like that was a thing. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed how they got us back into it. I thought it was clever storytelling. Uh, I like how they was like it was a game. We that's how we tricked his mind back into no, the matrix. I like all that stuff. I just think like so. The, my other issue with this movie is like I said like, before. I have two major issues. With it, is that there is no like there is no moment in this movie where you're like this is this like the matrix right. has like four of those moments where you're like this is one of the greatest scenes I've ever seen in my fucking life. Right. Maybe like 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 the dojo scene. All timer scene. The right. fucking the first when they break into the the to, to break out Morpheus. All timer fucking scene. Yeah. When Trinity says dodge this, like that yeah. shot, like not just not just the, the uh, when I mean two seconds before when Neo's doing bullet time the, for the first time. It's like those are moments that that'll s- stuck in your brain for the rest of your fucking life. There's not a single moment like that, and maybe it's by design. I think I think without the other uh, Wachowski, I think like creatively them together, their creative team is what gives everything the look. So it was Lana on her own. So that's why I also think it had a different look than it might have had if it was well, both they, of them together they, they, again. They, they deliberately... Um, Lana actually talks about like not wanting to do like the green look and like have it the camera as locked as it was before. Right, it was definitely more loose. They're trying to just establish like this is how the Matrix looks now. Like 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 mm-hmm. this is the updated version of the Matrix is like... Because you know how in, in this the, the cinematography... And the production design, everything that kind of looks like too good, like yeah. even like it looks like, like oversaturated. 4K, yeah, yeah. That's intentional. Like this is how the Matrix looks now. Like it's like the latest version of it is like um, it's kind of a critique on our world where everything is kind of like fucking like over glossy and over like overproduced and over like too slick. I think right. that's the point of it. Did, 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 like it's not the way it would have looked in 1999 or like what, what we perceived as 1999. It's what it looks like now. You know what I mean? This this is how the Matrix looks now. When I when I, I can remember like going into Best Buy when like they were coming out with like Blu-ray 
and they would have them on like the highest resolution television and they were watching like iRobot and I was like this resolution is too high it looks fake yeah and that's like it didn't look fake in this but that's one of those things it's like you kind of ruined this movie because now it doesn't even look real to me yeah do you know what I mean so I kind of got that from this the dojo is. I was with this movie lockstep. It, you know when they the, when they replayed the first scene. I tried my best to not get any spoilers. Apparently, that was a well known thing that they were going to redo the the first scene for the Matrix. I didn't know that it was. I was hesitant, but I relaxed. I was like, let let them take care of the story. I was bought in. And fat dude with the coffee, and even Tiffany, I was there for it. But it was the it was Jonathan Groff screaming, Mister Anderson. It's like, don't do it. He's his own agent. He's a different guy. Don't you don't you don't have to do this right now. That was the one time that took me out of it. But more importantly, when they did the dojo scene, that was when my suspension of disbelief, like I just couldn't handle it anymore. I'm like, you're literally treading over, like you said, top four greatest scenes in movie history right now. This is the last thing you should be doing. You you should not have uh, Mateen in here in this room. You are setting everyone up to fail. There's, I thought that was a really big miscalculation, honestly. And you can completely remove that scene from the movie, and absolutely nothing changes. Tell me, tell me different. If you can tell me something in that scene that is exposed or revealed, I would be very to hear it. But I'm pretty sure you can remove seven minutes of a film, and I don't know. That's like that says a lot. I liked when he exploded the dojo. I thought I've uh, no, it didn't. Uh, uh, Sean's right. I, it didn't do anything as far as I mean. It's just cr- it's trying to show that Neo still has uh, the capability. Uh, to reach those levels. But I also don't, I feel like it's trying to show that he's not in control of his abilities. So he's like, he's being re-entered into the matrix. He's realizing who he was. Now, how does he control it? You know what I mean? I I do got to hand it to Keanu Reeves to be the main character in like just the matrix and John Wick series. I mean, that's seven movies, right? Uh, Or is it eight? I, uh, it's like, that's, Seven. That's impressive, man. Like that's re- to be to be that uh, captivating that your people are like willing to sign up for it. And e- at the end of the movie, my complaint was not that Keanu Reeves wasn't captivating. So like, hats off to that guy. I mean, honestly, I don't know how he does it. I, I think he's uh, cerebral in a way that's just like all his own. And the fact that he is still able to be a captivating character four movies in in a movie that I think is decent, you know, not not amazing. It's just awesome. So, um, you know, I think that was something that we should probably – that is not getting enough praise. I don't see anyone saying, like, Keanu did a great job. Or I think I've seen some people say that he did a good job fighting, right, that he still had it. But then also cushioned that with the fighting sucked in the movie all over, um, overall, though. So well, Yeah, so one thing is I think this movie is desperately missing uh, Young Wu Ping's choreography, who did their, the choreography from the original series. And it's – I mean, it's legendary. He's one of the – I mean, he's one of the great uh, martial arts choreographers of all time. Crouching tiger, hidden dragon. Um, uh, but also, I think I I don't again I don't have an issue with them retreading the the dojo scene. I think my issue is more that it's not a great scene. I think it's like it, yes. it, it's it's, it's work. It works like for the story. Like it's like I, I know what it, I know what it's I know the purpose it serves within the story. Yeah. I think the execution of it isn't as strong. I think um the their clash like the 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 actual uh, combat isn't particularly memorable and then like even like like um like that neo's explosion of like 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 i could still do this it just doesn't like it it, it's not it doesn't like visually it didn't even wow me it was was like like, it's cool that he could do that but i knew i know as a person who watched the matrix that he could do pretty much anything 
So All like of that. it yeah. was like it's not. Um, I liked him throwing the missile at the other helicopter. Because then, <laughs> my cool. issue with it is, he doesn't really show off any of those powers again until the very, very, very end of the movie. And it's like, well, why weren't you doing this throughout the? You know what I mean? Because like even like the flight, like it's like okay, um, uh, Trinity can fly now, and she. They jump off the the roof and like she catches him and he's like I'm not doing this and she catches him and, they, and she can fly or whatever and then like but he's like why are you not flying because then later at the end of the movie when they go to um, visit uh, the analyst again he can fly just fine like they both fly and it's like well wh- why weren't you flying like I don't understand like at some point once he buys in once he's with Trinity why he doesn't buy in like why he's still hesitant to be who he's capable of being within the Matrix. That's, that's what I'm, one of the things I didn't understand. I, I feel like they uh, they tried to keep him powered down. I feel like he wasn't, he um, he didn't have as much control over it, is what they're trying to explain. Yeah, but why did he have it then after that? And why would Trinity have better, she's more out of the Matrix and more, like she hasn't even left the Matrix at that time in the movie yet, right? Yeah, she's more like, disconnected from the Matrix than, than Neo is at that point. I think he probably ain't like a secret piece of pizza that helped him get smart. Uh, okay, guys, let's let's cut the bullshit. <laughs> How many pepperonis are you putting on this movie? At least seven. At least seven pepperonis. It's a big slice Lim- of pizza, man. Limits three. Listen, the way that I layer pepperonis is I start with four at the crust. Then I do. Oh. It's called the four, three, two, one. Four, three, two, one. The yeah. bowling pin. Oh uh, yeah, that's- yeah. I'm gonna have to. My first day of pepperoni school. Pepperoni strategy. Four, three, two, one. That's ten pepperonis, right? You have three pepperonis in the middle of your slice. I'm kicking you out of pizza school. Giro Alberino. Pepperoni connoisseur. Okay, I need. I'm kicking you out of pizza school. So, 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 (sighs) I guess my issue, my thing with this movie is, I think ultimately is that conceptually, I love all of it, but. In terms of execution, like I will watch this. I've watched. I rewatched it. Um, started rewatching it before I came. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna finish rewatching it when I get home, and I'll probably watch it a bunch more. I'll probably watch it again many times in the future because I think one of the things again, one of the one of the reasons why I like Reloaded is the ideas in that movie are so out of this fucking world brilliant. Like even when it's not working. Give me for instance. The the idea like when they reveal like this is the sixth Matrix uh-huh. and like like. This is the result of like like Neo doesn't realize that he's being led to this point and like this is gonna happen again and again and it, like the idea that he's able to like he the reason that he wins this time like the reason that he's able to save the Matrix is because he breaks he breaks the idea of what they think humanity is capable of he doesn't think like someone they don't believe that the architect doesn't believe that a, a godlike person could have love for any individual human. He believes that he could only love humanity in a macro. He could only love like I like that human. Like, I want to keep humanity survive. He's like no. The the fact that someone with godlike power and godlike um like uh, a godlike mentality could could fall in love with one human being is like crazy. And then like the idea like the architect creates the oracle as the liaison for for the one to the like the the the, the oracle job is to lead Neo to this point. You know what I mean? But no one, like, I, I think this, this, like, The Matrix is so much more fascinating than than just, like, the first movie is, it's interesting that, oh, th- this is all happening in a computer. The, the, the Reloaded is about, like, h- how much thought they put into, like, what each character represents in, like, um, David, David Sims on Blank Check always talks about, like, how, like, um, the character Seraph in, um, 
in the reloaded is a login screen. Like that's what he's supposed to be. Like he's he's like like Neo fighting Seraph in that scene is that's you putting in your password. It's like that's oh. fucking like that type of shit is brilliant. I would love to see more exploration of that type of shit in in like like um in Griffin on um blank check has talked about like he would wish that the matrix sequels would have like when he first heard there's gonna be sequels like his wish was that like it was just more sort of like the animatrix sort of thing where it's like it's just exploring the world of the matrix and not necessarily following these same characters like right. neo and trinity story is done and now let's explore like, which is sort of what Jero was saying at the beginning is like not necessarily i'm I so watch, glad you just said that. i wouldn't say I'm like so watching surveillance footage like but <laughs> but his point is like what what are what are the other stories what are the other stories happening within this world? What right. what other what else is happening in the Matrix? You know what I mean? Guys, I, I'm I'm a guy who speaks in hyperbole, okay? Oof. I don't want to watch a thousand hours of Matrix surveillance footage. But that is the the heart of what my argument was. It's just like we don't need these like family sagas. Like we don't need the Skywalkers, we don't need Neo, we don't need Trinity. We just need the world, that really cool world. Right. That you tell build. tell a new story. No, I tell I hear, us something completely new. I hear I hear what you're saying. Uh you know, maybe a bit of a bridge just to kind of get you up the hill, like kind of let us know where we are in the Matrix. How how many years is it? Twenty years? Is it two hundred years? How many years? Because I like when they showed um, that through uh, Neo's sacrifice, that now robots are like our friends and helping us grow strawberries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. Like, I, I really liked that. I thought that was a really fascinating bunch of robot uh, dogs. Yeah. Human dogs. But that's what also I like when I uh, like that they they brought back um, uh, Niobe. Not Niobe. Um, the Merovingian. Priy- Priyanka Chopra's character. Um, oh, Sati. Sati. Yeah, yeah. The the program that was um, the child of the two programs from re- um, from the Matrix Resur- uh, Revolutions. Yeah. That were at, at the the train station. Like they 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 sacrificed. Them, like they were putting themselves at risk in order to get her out because they were going to be deleted. Mm-hmm. I like like that's that stuff is like, very interesting to me. Like, or, uh, because Sati was with the Oracle and the Architect at the end of Revolutions when they're talking about like like this time when we create the Matrix, we're gonna give them the option where like the people who want to get out can get out, and what people want to like who people don't give a fuck can stay in. Right. I think she's that's, arguably the one. Like Sati, in, right? Like yes, yes, she's arguably the one. Yeah, that's that's what's fascinating to me. Like, like, I don't. Know, there's so much more to explore um, outside of Neo and Trinity. I'm not mad that we saw more in Neo and Trinity because, like, I think I like. I mean, one, we don't. I don't feel like we haven't seen enough Carrie Ann Moss on screen. Like, I feel like she's great, and like she's only she's been underused. Uh, I love Keanu Reeves, and I, I appreciate Lana Wachowski telling this story. I just felt like it's not my favorite of the movies, and it's not even. I mean, it's, it could never come close to the original. And no. Like, even if it was, even if it was like the no, movie you were talking about, and like the the mythical movie that I'm talking about that that it could have been, it would have never touched the Matrix because the Matrix is just like a fucking singular object. But um, I, I think it would have been more interesting movie. But I, I I enjoyed it. Like I, I um, again, I would watch it again. It's just it's just not. I'm I'm trying judging it on its own terms. It never hit the highs for me. Like 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 I can watch every time I watch the Matrix 1999's The Matrix. Like I'm buzzing when I finish the movie. Like it, it just works on a level. Like I, there's, there's very few movies that ever made me feel like that. That I don't feel like that. It's not even close with this movie. Like I watched this movie, I was like, that was pretty good. Like I was like, no, I'm, I, I'm happy with it. But that, I didn't expect much. Like I said, yeah. So when it was pretty good, I was, I was happy. I was like, oh, it was pretty good. All right, I'm happy with this. And then I watched it again, and I was like, still pretty good. I appreciate some things more. And then of course, uh, you know, discussing. I can't remember what the last movie we did that was when I was just like, oh, man, I think I didn't like that movie. I, what the fuck was that? It doesn't matter. 
But uh, go what was that? I don't, I yeah, remember. we were like sitting here. Oh, it was uh, Edgar Wright. Oh, last night in Soho. Yeah. Oh, last we were night like, in Soho. Oh, we didn't. I didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is like a which is a strange feeling for you because you love Edgar Wright. It was oh, like huge wait Edgar Wright thing I don't <laughs> like. I don't no, understand. Isn't it funny, though? Even this Baby is kind Driver. Of a year. Even this Baby Driver fell asleep. Uh, uh, fell apart for me. What were you gonna say? Sorry, and sorry for talking over you. Um, not sorry, being in the room definitely hurts sometimes, and that's my fault. Um, but I was just saying, like, this is like the year of like really good direct auteur directors with like B plus movies. You know, like Licorice Pizza. You know, I haven't um, seen that yet. It's Licorice. Um, oh, and on. that's the whole that's the whole plot. <laughs> but just like and honestly, like that's just hearsay because I haven't seen Licorice Pizza. Either, I'm gonna say, I, like, I, I'm gonna say <laughs> that's that's very that's so funny because I was gonna say that I feel like. This was a year where almost all, the, uh, you know, Edgar Wright aside, I feel like very many egg. Uh, yeah, you said French uh, French Dispatch was out of this world. Yeah, I feel like I, French Dispatch is my favorite. Is the exception. I'm I, not gonna lie. What was that that I was feel like all tour directors like made a very strong stand this year. I feel go like go down the list. Let's go down the list. Oh. Jane Campion, Power of the Dog. That's that's her best in her in her. That's the best work she's ever done. It, has, it doesn't have to be her her best to be at the like. It could be uh, on the level of her best. And I think it was. It, me and critics not, agree. That's what I'm saying. It's like just because you necessarily don't love I, it. That's not fine. That's fine. That's, I'm, I'm just saying it's like list. for most critics, it's an A up. movie. Steven Go. Spielberg's West Side Story. Many many critics are saying that's the best Spielberg's been in in at least ten years. Not, not just me. I'm just saying this is what critics are saying. Some people calling it borderline masterpiece. Many many critics are saying they loved Licorice Pizza. Many critics are saying they loved uh, no, the French. Many people are saying it is not. It is not Paul Thomas Anderson's best movie. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's, I'm not. I, I said B plus movies. I didn't say that these are. I'm saying that these are Adam McKay. Don't look up. We can go down the list. But he—I've never thought Major, he was a great director. He's made some I think very Adam good movies. A, a really, I, I, just, I really think he's a great director. I've never but, watched um, an Adam McKay movie and been like, "Oh, that shot. Oh, he really nailed it." No, I don't. I actually have, uh, but I don't really. I, I don't. I mean, it, it's it's difficult to judge comedy directors on the same way that you would judge like a fucking Paul Thomas Anderson. Like, the, like just the nature of their product isn't going to, you're not going to have the same appreciation for it. Like other than like someone, Edgar, Edgar Wright, but Edgar Wright is such a particular stylist in right. his shot um, design. But like, the, like Edgar Wright, um, Adam McKay is a, is a tremendous director. Would you say Judd Apatow well, is a good director? No, but he's mostly a producer. But even so, I mean, he directs comedies. Shouldn't that separate well, Paul, him and Paul put him Thomas in the same? Paul Thomas Anderson is going to be the, is the type of director that's helping with the cinematography. Adam McKay is the type of director that's helping with the editing and like the writing. Like you could see Adam McKay's style in the editing, even though he is not the editor of right. his movies. You could tell he is inside that editing booth and is conveying the story. Like that's a very hard thing to do. And uh, but I want to continue on this list because I think I have a really good point here. Um, <laughs> we can go down to the the next person. We got Don't Look Up, and then we have um, what's his name? Uh, Ridley Scott. We have Last Duel. Not his best work. We have, uh, but like what I'm saying is, just because it's not their best work doesn't mean it's a down year for them. Because yeah, yeah. most years are not going to be your best. Like, like name all those directors. Who would you say each of those directors? I think the French Dispatch was the only movie. Hold on, hold on. Let me just finish. <laughs> each of those directors. What would you say their best movie is? Let's go, Spielberg. What do you say his best movie is? Jaws. That's 1975. So every year he puts out a movie, it's not going to be his best movie. That means it's a down year. It, is Schindler's yeah. just a down year for Steven Spielberg? No. Is E.T. a down War year? year like, that's, it's fucking insane. That's not a down year. It, what, what would you say Paul Thomas Anderson's best movie is? I was saying that there's a, there's a lot of good <laughs> there's a lot of good directors out that are putting out a movie in this calendar year. Almost all of the good directors, which I'd say with the exception of Fincher. Oh, Fincher did put out a movie. Um, and Because uh, that's going to be out. Is that going to be out? On January 1st, right? The Killer is coming out. Well, that's next year, but whatever. Um, but we call besides uh, 
Quentin Tarantino, I think every major director put out a movie this year. And not one of them did their best except for, I would say, and I wouldn't say Francis Patch is the best movie, best movie of all time, but I thought that was the best showing this year. I was like, wow, this was really good. This was the director at the height. Uh, Andrew. Uh, Other than Quentin Tarantino. Oh, I thought you said, oh, I was like, I, did I miss one? <laughs> I just feel like I'm coming out of the movies uh, underwhelmed. What uh, was, uh, what do you call it? No Sudden Move, was that this year too? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I mean, we can go down the list. And I just think that this was a year of all tour directors not get, not putting up their best. I think the Jane Campion would be the only one that I'd have to go out of body and say that would be a a, a, a demerit you know against my like, argument. If if your argument is that, like, almost every year for an auteur director would be them not putting out their best work, like... Like that doesn't mean it's a down year for them. What I'm saying is, like, if you're when you're operating at such a high level, if Licorice Pizza is Paul Thomas Anderson's, like, it's and no one says it's his worst movie, but if if Licorice Pizza was your worst movie, you're the greatest director of all time. Like, I mean, like that's right. that's the level that he's operating. And I've at. had like, that I've had that argument with you before about Martin Scorsese specifically. Like, The Departed is a fine movie, but it's doesn't, it's better than ninety percent of directors' like I still best think, effort. I still think Goodfellas is his greatest movie visually and storytelling wise. Like. He hasn't done anything better than that in my mind. The Aviator's fantastic. Uh, I think it looks great, but the story isn't to me as as it's a fantastic story, but it's not as tight storytelling as Goodfellas is in my mind. Uh, maybe it's just because I'm not as fascinated with Howard Hughes as I am with Gangsters. But I I think uh, and not to just talk about that movie. I know we're, we're kind of all over the place now, but like Alan Alda in that movie is out of this world. Uh, how recently have you seen that movie? Either of you guys, Goodfellas. Uh, Alan Alda in uh, the Aviator. Aviator. I've never seen the Aviator. I've oh, not seen the Aviator oh, in a long time. It's on HBO Max. You guys check it out. No, I, I, it's it's on the list. Um, no, I just feel like I, I don't I don't think it was a, I thought it was I thought it was a, I thought it was, a, I, thought it was a, I thought it was a great year for movies, and I thought it was a solid showing from pretty much every director aside from Edgar Wright. Sorry, sorry. Uh, no, sorry, Edgar. It, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm kind of surprised because I thought you guys were saying. See, I thought Last Soho was pretty good. I thought it was in the level of all these other movies I was talking about. But the way you guys were talking about not liking Last Soho, I thought you would. Hey, everyone basically threw out a, a movie this year. Uh, director put out a movie. You're cutting out. What happened last time? What fixed it last time? Oh, his microphone. He's got to put his microphone wire. Wait a second. I actually that was my fault this time. Yo, sorry. Yeah, you good? Um, Fuck. You say I was just saying. Go back to was, a it, a. Uh, that each I was saying that each director put out a movie this year and like that it just i don't think this year was a great movie for direct uh directors you know i just don't think this was a movie that i'm gonna look back this is not a year for movies i'm gonna look back and revisit many of these movies i think these were all enjoyable viewing experiences like last night in soho where it's like yep i sat through the whole movie i didn't turn it off i had every option to turn it off i didn't turn it off watch the movie all the way through but besides dune and french dispatch I will. Oh probably, yeah, I, and Dune. Dune was fantastic. I say, there's, 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 there's actually quite a few movies from this year that I, I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna come back. I didn't to. really know the kid from Dune uh, from anything. I I couldn't remember him from what I'd seen him in, but I thought he was awesome. Timothy Chalamet. I, I mean, Chalamet. yeah, I was saying, he's like. No, I, I know he's been every... in a bunch. Like I've only seen him in a few things. I'm not. You're not a Chalamet head. I'm not a Chalamet. 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 Um. Um. I don't. Yeah. I feel like. I will. I will definitely watch West Side Story again, and I don't even give a fuck about West Side Story as like a property. I just right. I thought Spielberg's direction in that movie is he's just incredible. Like it. Like I don't give a fuck about West Side Story at all. And it was like like the, some of the shots he like the way he fucking stands in the trailer. Shit, the way just, he makes like one of those building those alleyway buildings with the way he looks so immense, like almost 
you couldn't scale it if you wanted to. The French Dispatch, I'm going to watch probably every year for the rest of my life. I love that movie. Do you like um, it more than, uh, what's the one, Boy with Grand, the Apple? Grand Budapest? Yeah. It's, it's, I can't say yet. But it, I, I don't, I, 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 say no. Budapest, I would say man. no right now, but it's also like I have a seven years of Grand Budapest in my right, life versus, right. you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's hard to say. Uh, maybe in, in, in maybe in, in ten years I'll say like it could be either or, but like I I love it pretty close to that level. Um, I'm gonna watch it tonight. I haven't I haven't. Who else? So I've, been bad, I've been uh, bad. I've been bad with movies. Jane so we got we, we got don't look up. Oh yeah, Jane Campion, Power of the Dog. You're gonna revisit that movie. You got it. You got to learn more about Bronco Bronco Buster Bill. Yeah, I am. I, I we had this conversation <laughs> before uh, over text. I am gonna revisit Henry, that movie. I think it is. Um, <laughs> Bronco Henry. Uh, sh- man, shout out to Bronco Henry by the way. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, I think pretty much other than uh, I mean, The Green Knight, I'm gonna watch again. I love that movie. I still haven't uh, seen that either. I, yeah, I, did, I thought it was a great year. I thought I thought it was really a uh, special year. What's the What's the next A24 that's coming out that I'm excited about? The The Northman. No, that's yes. Not, that's not, that's, oh that's not yeah. A24, though. That's uh, Focus, I think. Focus Is it? Um, yeah. That trailer looks fantastic. That looks so. Oh fucking man. Good. And that's the dude from The Witch. Robert Eggers. Yeah. Yeah. The Northeast King. Yeah, that looks fucking, that looks really, really good. When fucking, what's his face, uh, Skarsgård hacks into that dude on the horse. Dude, that looks <laughs> outstanding. And it's yeah. like, that's like his blank check movie, dude. Like, you could tell he, they gave him a budget, and that looks fucking Did great. he do Green Room too? No. No, he did uh, The Witch, and he did uh, The Lighthouse. Okay, um, I didn't see The Lighthouse. I think those are the only two he's done so far. Yeah, that's it, yeah. But yeah, no, that that looks really good. But that's coming out in April, so I don't like to wish my time away. So I can wait. I'll be okay. No, but um, I don't know. I guess we could just just use these last couple of minutes. Just I'm gonna go through 2020 movies supposed to be released in 2022, and we could just run through some of the things we are gonna be excited about on our plate. So we got Hotel Transylvania Transformania. You guys pumped? <laughs> I know Griffin Newman is. I'm excited for Griffin. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm I do not understand Griffin's love for those movies. Um, but uh, okay, we got the new Scream that's coming out. Morbius. Who gives a fuck? Do not care. Jackass Forever. Yeah. I'm very excited for Jackass Forever. Um, yeah. uh, Uncharted. I, I, I don't understand how they. <laughs> How? I have to give Tom Holland a chance in a different movie. That's the only reason I'm going to watch it. I just have to give him a chance in another movie. Yeah, but and why see if Mark? He can carry it. My Wal- Mark Wahlberg is Sully. It doesn't make any sense. Come on, like, I can't think of a, a, a like uh, a little, too many actors, a little tiny Sully with no mustache. What's going he on have here? The gruffness of it. He doesn't have the age. Yeah. It, none of it works. Um, but hey, we're gonna fucking see, man. Uh, the, the Batman. The Batman's yeah. coming in. That looks awesome. It looks great. It looks like, awesome, I, 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 dude. So yeah, go, go ahead. Good. I'm so wrong. Like I'm just like so comfortable being wrong, as I'm sure our uh, audience will eventually know that I'm quick to change my opinion. I I was like, oh, the Batman, what a horrible idea, absolutely unnecessary. Matt Reeves looks like a genius. I think this might be the best Batman. Everything I've seen from this, I'm like, this is going to be the Phantom Menace of Batman, guys. I, you're I, I pray first. it's not the Phantom Menace. <laughs> oh, you think that's a good thing? I didn't. Uh, that's right. You think that's good? No, it looks excellent. I just saw that new trailer. Uh, it looks so good. I haven't seen the newest. So tra- good. I. All almost all the trailers, uh, like for Marvel movies and shit like that, I'm like, oh yeah, it looks fine until I go see it. You know what I mean? Like, no, it is some like excellent shots and like like the chemistry with Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz looks great. Um, I guess I'll have to. Like, but yeah, it looks it looks it looks good. But it, it's hard to get like amped up about a, a Batman movie. Paul like, Dano's gonna kill it, dude. I'm telling you, yeah. that's gonna be a, that's gonna be huge. Yeah, he's the Riddler. Um, 
everything everywhere all at once. I don't know if you guys seen that trailer. Um, it's starring Michelle Yeoh. It's like a sort of like um, it's a sci-fi movie. You guys should check out that trailer. It looks very good. It's oh yeah, yeah, they had it for uh, uh, when I went to go see Spider-Man. Uh, that was one of the trailers. Yeah, it's by the Daniels. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? <sighs> Ambulance, the new Michael Bay movie. Did you see that trailer? The name of the movie is Ambulance? Yeah, it's got Yaya and fucking Jake Gyllenhaal in there. That's crazy. They named it Ambulance, so I wonder what it's about. We'll never know. It's about a helicopter. I just watched, I just watched The Rock again, and then on a Sean Connery kick. I love I love The Rock. I oh, so good. I love The Rock. I like and, the, and, uh, what's the... What's the chemical they have? VX gas? And when he's got to, like, take, like, all the little green balls. Oh, I just know they're just green balls. And I would totally, like, it's like a Tide Pod. It's just like there's something, there's some millennial in me that just wants to put it in my mouth and crack it for some reason. Yeah, but it would break break your spine because it's Yeah. Remember those guys are like, my spine! (laughs) 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 My spine! I I just love that Tarantino ghost wrote that script. It's just like, god damn, this guy is so talented. Yeah. And then, like, once you know that, you can basically pinpoint every scene. And, yeah, you'll know exactly when it's Tarantino's. It's dope. Uh, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. I don't give a fuck. Who cares? I'm, I'm so ex- that's Sam Raimi though. I'm excited. To I'm see excited Sam for that Raimi. part. Like even like yeah. I saw the trailer and like they, they the trailer after- didn't do anything. But I don't think it's no, gonna it definitely didn't. But I'm saying like just the look of it. I was like you could tell like this like a director is in the fucking yeah, yeah. chair. Even like 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 just the if they if he lends any level of horror to it. Yeah, I will be ecstatic if it's if it's a if it's a horror movie. I will be so fucking happy. Top Gun Maverick. Don't care. You guys care about? Do not like, care. I've never, never seen I've never Top seen, Gun. I've still all never the way seen through. Top Gun. Yeah, me, me and either. I don't care if I do. I am interested in it only because Christopher McQuarrie wrote the screenplay, and uh, I think that guy's great. He did. He's been his doing, Mission Impossibles have been very. Good. He's, he's he's excellent. Um, yeah. we got Jurassic World. We got okay. Lightyear. Did you see that? The fucking Buzz yeah. Lightyear people movie? were people were saying that he looked like a bad cop. You yeah, that was, that, like, that was very funny cop. on Twitter. <laughs> um, Thor: Love and Thunder. Uh, excited. Talk, I'm excited Taika. for that. I like Taika, and yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm going to watch it for sure. I'm just, I'm so, like the, <laughs> Jordan Peele's new movie, Nope. There's no information about that, but it, it looks exciting because it's Jordan Peele, and I'm going to watch it. Uh, 2022 looks kind of rough. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to have to eat my words on this 2021. After all, at least just having all the <laughs> show up was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, at least, yeah, just because of, like, the, the rest of the decade. So, uh, yeah, buddy, you better save fucking. those words for later. <laughs> We got Mission Impossible 7, which is going to be... I'm very excited for that. Um, and That's then, been filming since 2015, right? They just wrapped well, yeah, they, they, on that? Fucking, I think um, they had to shut down for COVID again. And then also they were shooting them back-to-back, 7 and 8. Uh, I heard they they got Tom Cruise in the Matrix Resurrection. They actually resurrected him, uh, Neo, Trinity style. At some point, they're going to need to because that dude is old <laughs> as fuck. Tom Cruise? <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, wait. What did they resurrect him for? For, for, <laughs> for Mission Impossible oh. 80. Yo, I love when they show him breaking his knee when he jumps on oh. that one building. That was hilarious. Into the Spider-Verse 2. That's going to be the best thing that's ever happened, and that will be the only thing I need in 2022. So, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. I, that's probably like my thing I'm most excited about. Based on what the slate that's out now, I'm, I'm pretty sure... I thought Killers of the Flower Moon was supposed to come out next year, though. Um, the new Scorsese with oh. uh, Leo. I'm I, sure. I don't know. I haven't been and keeping up as much. I haven't when is the Fincher movie coming out? Is that Netflix? Yes, I'm trying to. It's because it's called The Killer. It's like I it should be illegal to name a movie that because it's it's impossible to find. Right. There's also ten thousand others, right? Yeah. Are they doing yeah, another season of Mindhunters? No. I hope so. They're not. They're not. It's done. That's Damn. a bummer. Because I, I thought that so was good. great. 
So yeah, good. He, he talked about it on. Because uh, I thought they were supposed to be following the Green River Killer. That's that guy. Or well, they, he wanted to. It was just like he's like Netflix. He's just they just they're not gonna do it. They just like so. I guess it's not getting abused or whatever. Yeah. The fuck it is. Um, he said, "Yeah, he 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 said he pushed really hard to to to." Kind That's of get crazy it done, for them to uh, just give that up, though. But I guess it, yeah. I mean, if it doesn't make sense financially, it doesn't. But that's Netflix's whole thing. Like, like if you've noticed, like most Netflix oh. shows don't make it past three seasons, and it's like oh, right. because their whole business model is the next thing. It's How like, many was Sense Eight? Did it make it four or was it three? Uh, Yo, I think it's is, three. Is this recording? Because you're about to hear me have a mental breakdown right now. Uh, I hope so. We uh, David Fincher. I'm on the IMDb right now, he and he's away. the executive producer. <laughs> No, it's worse. And honestly, this might take away all credibility you know in my mind. You died before. <laughs> I I hope I know. I, I hope I, I hope everyone I know dies one day. That's oh, all I want to say well, to you. That's upset. I hope every single one of them gets what they deserve, and they all. Well, have you know I have adamantium bones, and I've been healing for years. I was born in 1880. The problem is he's got adamantium bones, but the rest of his skin sucks. <laughs> yeah, you're Everything melting away. It. Yeah, the skeleton's gonna be to there, but. Core. The muscles but and shit. This dude ah, is executive producer. ah, my skin. <laughs> what were you gonna say? So, who's executive you, producer? You have to hear what is being in, what's in production right now. It's a Smurfs. TV movie called Chinatown, the prequel to the movie Chinatown. Who's that th- is, I can't talk too loud because I know I, I just feel bad and I'm not gonna do it. But that is fucking stupid, and I don't care how good it is. It that's just an insult. That Who? I can't believe they're doing this. Who's playing Chinatown? I think Chinatown plays itself. Oh, yeah. reprising its role as <laughs> the titular Chinatown. Chinatown. Oh, I Jack can't believe Nicholson. they're doing that. Like oh, I, I, I prayed that when I clicked on that link, it was going to be something different. But it directly says a prequel to the 1974 movie Chinatown. There is no ambiguity with that sentence. Wait, wow. No, I think I I I remember. Um, and we're gonna wrap it up after this. But uh Sean Fantasy on um on uh the big picture was talking about I I think it's more like a movie about sort of like Mank. Like I think it's in that vein. I think it's more of that. I I I am hoping a so. Robert Town, like essentially Robert Town writing Chinatown, because I am a thousand percent here for that. Yeah, something I think it's more in line with that because uh it's it's another thing. It's like the same way I don't want to see young Darth Vader, I don't want to see Jake Getty's <laughs> Before the point of his life where it was interesting, like yeah, and I don't want to be following around. What's his name? Uh, not Mulholland. Uh, what's his name in the movie? But um, <laughs> he's the goon. He's the goon. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Next year looks great. I mean, <laughs> next year looks horrible. Um, this year was pretty good. I think it's. I think it's. Uh, this is gonna be. Uh, oh, it's Nick Broomer. Um, I think it's gonna be a good movie year in in retrospect. Like I think it's, we're gonna look back as this like a good. A good year in movies, honestly. <laughs> and it was also a great year in Schwammer International Film Festival history, as it was the first ever. Hooray! First annual, baby. You made it. So, yeah, fun year. Come to the after party. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have an after party. Uh, Eventually. At our own houses, <laughs> because we won't be able to leave our homes because of oh, man. the Omicron. That's fucking, fucking sucks. Because of the resurrection. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> But yeah, thanks for being a part of my podcast. I hope you guys hope to see you guys in 2022. Uh, hey, here's the, the fingers the crossed. And uh, the festival. The hope regular, you guys get the, the fucking variant, dude. Hope we don't get it. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, I thought you said hope we did. No, no, no. I'm not, I said, I, what kind of host are you? That's what, they, that's what a Jiro would have said. I hope you die, and I hope you <laughs> die from the variant. 
Don't don't be like Dan's coworker, okay? Don't don't ask if he's threatened by the vid or the well, variants. It wasn't threatened. It was like, are you scared of it? I was like, oh, you, <laughs> you might conversation. Get, you might, who knows? I might be giving it to you right now. Thanks, sugar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, you guys want to plug anything or what? You know, Danny Boy Thirty Thirty on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, is this coming out next week? Perhaps. Uh, go to. Uh, Stress Factory, January 9th. I'm doing Jackson's show. It's a Sunday. Nice. Yeah, this should be fun. All right. Yeah, follow me at joyboy underscore boy with three Ys. Uh, we're about to put out an album, hopefully uh, March 10th. Uh, finally got it Hell done. Yeah, so man. we're going to be dropping some things, uh, some visuals for you folks. And uh, I just hope that nobody in my video or my my close circle dies anytime soon. I, I really do love you guys, and I'm not really a promotion, <laughs> so uh, it's all a bit. Well, um, and be safe. As we always say at the end of the episode, cut. 